Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey. This is your host, Jersey Joe. This is a special edition. Yes, I have been on the other side of the coast here uh, in the United States, uh, outside of New Jersey on vacation. So, yeah, it was last night that the New Jersey Devils made a deal with the San Jose Sharks, and it was a blockbuster. Here we go. Once again, the Devils are on to something really good. And for those of you who know, I write for Pucks and Pitchforks, well, technically contributor, but I also have this podcast called Heads of Hockey here on Anchor.fm. You can also find on Spotify and many other podcasters. So in the details... The New Jersey Devils didn't get an extension done for Timo Meyer, but they were able to leverage a lower price point. And let me go over this. So I know some other guys have reported on it. However, me being the prospects guy, I like to talk about all these other details. And I just want to touch on some of the other things that some people don't quite know is that to really make this trade happen, there had to be both teams had to be within 50 players of that total between the farm system and the NHL team. So really, there was a lot of moving parts and pieces. And Andreas Janssen is basically a contract throw-in. So on top of Timo Meyer's six million dollars being retained at 50 percent. This does help the doubles cap situation in that area where the doubles can then see if they can do today or any time before the NHL trade deadline on March 3rd. And March 3rd is marching in on the third day of the third month of 23 of this season. So really, the doubles are in position to really bolster not just bolstering the top six it's really what they did was and I agree with uh, my guy Jim Berger saying this slides Pilat down to the third line and I agree with that because you don't need to make Pilat the go-to guy anymore why is that if you look at the top right corner or whatever angle you're looking at Timo Meyer, the guy I put in the layout right there he is the most important piece in making the Devils' top six very, very lethal. So a lot of teams were able to just, like, bounce around Brat a little bit, bounce around Jack Hughes, bounce around Nico Heischer in defending them. But when you have a guy like Timo Meyer who plays with a lot of grit, physicality, he plays the game in a more high danger scoring chance he's going to be the kind of guy that shifts the momentum more and when you have a guy like a Palat on the third line he's going to go to those dirty areas too but he's also going to make some heads up passes and the heads up shots on net and really the name of the game is to have as many x factors as you can and the devils have guys like Jesper Bratt who can really uh, be dynamic shooters, and the Devils are getting more guys who can be finishers. 
Now, I do want to go into full detail about who was sent in return. And so let's see here. <clears throat> so the devils did send, like I already mentioned, Andreas Janssen. So he goes with a $2.275 million contract to San Jose. And then you sent, I really like this guy. I think Sharks fans should be excited uh, for Fabian Zetterlund. So Zetterlund can easily be that third, second-line guy. He's played at times on the first line with the Devils, but really is a top-nine guy in my book. On a Devils team, he's really more of a middle-six type. So you're getting a guy who can bring a lot of jam, skates well. He can certainly win a lot of board battles and gets a lot done for your team and brings a lot of energy Certainly the guy that could be an X factor one day for San Jose when they get back on the right path to being a successful team under Mike Greer. And going from there, uh, speaking of uh, young players, uh, Nikita Ohotuk, the young Russian defenseman, he is a physical guy, left-handed shot. He can certainly hit the body pretty well. He is starting to learn how to play the rebound game a little bit better, but he is going to need some maturation with San Jose. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays with a Barracuda for a little bit, but he can certainly uh, be a new version of Anton Volchenkov in his heyday. Certainly can see that in him. And, dur and during his growth years, he could definitely be that uh, newer Volchenkov. And he does block shots. So really, uh, Sharks fans should be very happy about this. And I know some of them are a little sour, but that's okay. Sometimes you just have to learn uh, how to deal with these picks and players. And the next one is another left-handed defenseman, this time out of the KHL. Uh, his name is Shakir Muhammadulin. He plays for Salavat Yulayev. He's on a loan contract coming out of the KHL, and he is one of the bright young studs coming out of the KHL. And he really has been known for a bomb of a shot from, you know, the power play, just about anywhere he gets more time and space, he can unlock and wind it. He doesn't have to do it at three quarters of the way up, he can do it halfway, like almost an acute slap shot, and he really gets a lot on it. So he's basically like a poor man's Chara, if not someone more like a Paul Martin, who can really get that shot off fast and put it on net for a lot of rebounds. So if you're a young San Jose Sharks team, you're going to be getting a guy who's going to put pucks on net helps your team create traffic down low and certainly uh, cash in on the mid and high danger chances for tip-ins and uh, goals that you want to win. And he does have some flaws in his uh, defensive game uh, when he has to go back uh, and scramble. So really, he does have a really good reach, 
but he does need to back check a little bit better, be careful with his pinches. But he has improved a massive uh, amount in the KHL. The year before, he was like break even and plus minus. And I remember like a few weeks back, he was like a plus 11. So really, he's on the right side of the bell curve. So developmentally, when he gets to the Barracuda or plays in San Jose, um, it won't be too long before he starts to assimilate to playing with the San Jose Sharks. And I think when it comes to rookie camp, the Sharks fans will realize what they truly have in a late round pick. So conditionals, conditionals. 2023 first round conditional pick. And then you have a 24 second round pick conditional and then 2024 seventh round pick. That's not a conditional. So the first condition, if the pick is a top two selection, which I highly doubt. New Jersey will instead transfer their own 2024 first-round pick. So I see it being a 2023 first. Uh, The second condition goes, if New Jersey Devils uh, make the 2023 Eastern Conference Final and Meyer plays in 50% of the games, I see that happening because Timo is going to play in more than 50% of those games. He's going to play in every single one of those games possible. So I see that condition being met. Or the New Jersey Devils make the 2024 Eastern Conference Final. The pick becomes a New Jersey Devils 2024 first. So it is very, very possible that that second condition can also occur it just becomes harder to a little cheap. So let alone the fact that the Devils and the Rangers are likely going to play each other, or if the Devils overtake the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes play the Rangers. So it reads, if 2024 first is top 10, New Jersey Devils have the option to instead transfer their 2025 first. So, if for some reason the Devils don't do well next year, which I highly doubt they will do, I see them becoming more potent, a top team in the league, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NHL, if they do similar like this year and next year. So, really, I don't see that occurring, especially when you add Meyer and Timo Meyer signs an extension. That is going to be a wicked awesome thing for the Devils to have. And whoever they add in the offseason or extend brings a lot of certainty and um, predictability for the Devils uh, front office to see who they can provide for Lindy Ruff or whoever takes over for Ruff, which I think is going to be Andrew Burnett. Um, So basically, it says, should the New Jersey Devils transfer their 2023 first to their 2024 first, as it is top two protected, 
and they make the conference final in 2024, San Jose will receive their 2025 first. Uh, so, so the sum of money uh, involved in this exchange is over $3,025,000. So that's a gain and change of 725000 <clears throat> So the Devils basically, they, they gave San Jose that amount of money. Now, the sum of money that the Devils gained was 725000 Why is that? Because Scott Harrington, who's been up and down with the San Jose Sharks and the Barracuda, and he was previously with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's supposed to be more of like a depth defenseman, but who knows? He could break into something important on a roll. <clears throat> so he's only at $150,000. So he's a defenseman, and the Devils needed that extra presence. Timo Meyer right up there. Only $3 million, like I stated, because of the 50% reduction by the Sharks. And so, yeah, don't mind some of the sound. So the Devils get a couple pieces from the ECHL and the AHL. Zachary Imold, Sentry, Hataka, and Timur Ibrahimov. So on top of this, they, they don't pay anything for that. And there is a 2024 fifth-round pick uh, from Colorado via the San Jose Sharks. So this is a win for the New Jersey Devils in my book. <clears throat> Why is this? First off, the Devils only had to deal away two, two guys that were prospects in Muhammadulin and Ohotuk. And... They weren't going to make this team anyways. Why is that? And you say, Joe, why were you so high on these guys? Well, sometimes you just got to have guys who are going to jump in down the road. It's good to have uh, predictability instead of uncertainty. And it's good to have internal competition. But now the depth chart changes. So guys like Topias Vilen from Liga is one of our late bloomers who's doing really good in uh, the late part of the draft for the doubles. You have Seamus Casey, you have Charlie Letty. Uh, you already have Simone to mention Luke Hughes, who's already going to make the team by next year. And I do see these two top tier guys uh, making the team. And if one of Severson or Graves go, at least you have a guy like uh, Nemech and Hughes around, and then you have a guy like Topias Vilen around to fill in the spot, and you can extend Ryan Graves. So really, you give yourself a lot of internal options instead of too many external options where you have to overpay. So with that being mentioned, uh, I really liked Zetterland a lot, but however, he became a little bit more expendable when he was becoming more streaky, but he was playing better than Miles Wood. But when, you know, 
you do get a guy performing at a higher level, scoring a little bit more frequently, and he's a young, cheap contract. Teams are going to request that player. So really, the Devils, to me, they win this trade. Uh, now, what does Timo Meyer do for the New Jersey Devils? Uh, like I mentioned before, he's a power forward. Big body, gritty. He can go wherever you need him to go and make your top six lines. A lot much more of a pain to play against. And this is going to make teams in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference more aware and wary of what the New Jersey Devils can provide. Because not only do you have to play against Timo Meyer now, you have to deal with Jesper Bratt. Uh, you're going to have to deal with Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer. Now Yigor Sharangovich has a chance to play with another great player. So, and you have Palat and the Devils back end. You have John Reno, Dougie Hamilton, just to name a few who can just like throw pucks on net, seize the puck, and play physical. So guys like Wood and Bashan, they're all going to go up the ice. They're going to run you down. They're going to just wear you out, just like they did with the Flyers. I know the Flyers are a totally run-down team who are a few years behind, but it doesn't matter. You play till the final buzzer. And I still think the Devils have one more uh, good move uh, to really do this. And right now, since it's really Timo time, the Devils have a couple players from Switzerland already. Jonas Siegenthaler, you have Nico Heischer, you already have Akira Schmid in net, and you now have Timo Meyer, who's someone I've been pushing for. And I watched the IHF uh, summer games, and when I saw uh, Meyer with Nico, I was like, holy shnikes, this guy performs very well with Nico. And the way they play is like having, you know, I get a little weird, but it's like having two Swiss trains arrive at the same time from two similar uh, train stations. And they all go fast and efficient on time, like a real Swiss watch, like a Philippe Tech or something like that. And really, it's all about uh, being in sync with this team and really synchronization and the devils uh, really do correlate. And I can, I can definitely see a guy like Dawson Mercer uh, becoming a 60 point player or maybe a 75 point player uh, down the road. And he's certainly going to be that, uh, that Patrice Bergeron with a Newfoundland twist and really uh, I am high on these guys because the Devils know that when they add these prospects over time, uh, they're really good at asset management. And I mention this a whole lot. I stress it a lot because in order to build a winner, you have to learn from losing. You need to draft good. You need to develop good. You need to promote well. And you got to move the ever so slight pieces to the right partner that are going to give you the right asset or assets back. And this way 
The Devils are no longer in a rebuild. They're in their first year of contention. First of many, many years. So I may sound like a homer, but hear me out. If the Devils do get like a Luke Shen or some other defenseman that can provide a, a bottom six pairing, I can see that happening. I can see possibly a bottom six guy like, well, he's not bottom six, but theoretically he can help round you out. So Barbashev's off the board. I can see Max Domi, even though he said he wants to stay in in um, Chicago. <coughs> he wants to stay in Chicago, but I really see things shaking up within the final dire minutes of this trade deadline, and I can't I can't just stop praising what Tom Fitzgerald's doing, and. This does tell the other teams in the Eastern Conference, look, the Islanders sent off the first shot getting Bo Horvat. And just having X amount of guys for a long-term extension on the Islanders do handcuff them more. But they have a very small window. And you want to look at that window where the Devils look at themselves and they think, wow, I'm glad we didn't rush the process. And the process is paying off. Um, If you look at the Islanders, yes, they are three points ahead of Buffalo right now. And then Pittsburgh is one point ahead of uh, Buffalo and three points ahead of uh, Detroit. But the problem is, is that both the Islanders and Pittsburgh are going downward in age and cap and uh, their window with their cap hit is starting to take in. So this is likely their last best runs. So really I can see more teams that are, outside of this picture. So anyone below Washington, like Ottawa, Philly, Montreal, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then let me see. So Calgary's uh, five points out, is four points out on Seattle. And Nashville is six points out on Seattle in the last wild card spot. I'm starting, I'm starting to feel that there are going to be some more moves coming on and anything else that happens with the doubles, I'll cover that. And I just think that there will be even more when it comes to uh, the NHL draft uh, right after the lottery occurs. And so with that being mentioned, I do feel really good about what's going on um, with this team. And I'm very excited to see how the Devils make it um, a very interesting uh, season so far. And let's enjoy the ride. And for those of you are enjoying this Monday, so the Devils are off today 
Tuesday, but they play Wednesday. So this gives Timo Meyer a few days to not only get assimilated with the Devils, but it also allows him to rest his upper body. And he did say before with my buddy Trey Matthews on the Locked on Devils podcast that he is day-to-day. So this is a good sign. And for fantasy hockey players, go try and get Timo Meyer if you can. But I think the trade deadline for us is past. But I will say this. It's going to be a really fun playoffs. And TV ratings should be sky high. And don't be afraid to uh, leave me a like on YouTube. Subscribe. Also, it helps me find uh, more viewers. Also, you'll see me on Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and much, much more. So if you have any questions, comments, send it down below. Or if you want to look for me, I'm on Twitter at JerseyJoe11 underscore NJ. Thank you. And let's go Devils.